welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every two weeks we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we use them as a springboard for a little cheeky chat with our friends. This week we're on episode 135 and can you believe it, we're on the last chapter of book five, chapter 38 of the Order of the Phoenix, the Second War Begins. That's the second Wizarding War. This is not set in 1939. This week, I am joined by a guest who has joined me for the past 134 episodes. It's Tom Lawrenson. Hello. 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 Who's your lady friend? Who's that little Who's lady the at your door? That's I've not the girl you. that you with or the last week. You were with someone else. Cause In you, Brighton. <laughs> you come to Brighton. Brighton. Who's your lady friend? <laughs> Did you like that, listeners? <laughs> That's right. That was a not-in-sync vaudeville classic. <laughs> How are you, Tom? I am all right. Um, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful Saturday morning. I've woken up from my bed. Get a message from my uh, comedy partner, Lucas Kirkby. Uh, um, Professor, I need to record a bit later today. I've not done the reading. I'm like, okay, I'll allow this. I'll allow yeah. this. So he asked for an hour extension. A grant. A grant. Yeah, well, a half-hour extension. But I got confused because the time difference. Because we agreed to record at 11. So then I put in my diary 12. But then when I looked in my diary, I thought, well, is that UK 12 or is that Germany 12? And I thought I had an extra hour, but I didn't. <sighs> but I'm here. I've got my notes. I've got three and a half pages. Yeah. I've done... I've done my homework. I don't know how much of it is going to be used or amusing. But yeah, I think it's going to be good. It's taken us two years, but we have finished this book. Uh, yeah. Did you feel a Patreon? sense of satisfaction when you've listened to the final word? That final word, I, I, I liked going, that was the end of Harry Potter. Or like whatever it was. Oh, I don't like that. But <laughs> Not even I the might book. Re- I might, the I might, uh, I might read the next one. I'm sick of, I'm sick of Stephen Stephen Fry's voice. I know. Well, because I obviously lost my book on a train, as it's been well documented, and I never bothered to buy another book. But I am looking forward to reading and making notes in the next book. And I remember it being one of my favourite books, The Half-Blood Prince, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm. You've been keeping yourself busy. What does Harry say in in Deathly Hallows Part 2? He grabs Voldemort and he goes, We came into this world together, Tom. Let's leave it together. And he grabs him and jumps off the building or something. What what does he say? Harry, we didn't come into this world together. I'm 70 years old. We did not come into this world together. What are you on about? Do you want Finishing it together. We started this together. Why don't we finish this? Why don't we finish this together? (laughs) Why is he Australian again? He fluctuates. Yeah. 
Why don't we finish this together? Well, you're not revealing anything about your week. I feel like you've been up to some secret oh, I'll, activities I'll, I'll, or something. No, all I'll tell you about my week. I've got a new. I've got this new thing. It's called a to-do list. I've been writing down jobs I need to do, and as I do them, I tick them off. Um, oh yeah. Some of these you're are not like the first person some... to come up with that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> some of these are. It's not a brown cracking idea. And I've been breaking it down a lot more to make it a lot more manageable. So instead of reply to emails, I put reply to this one person. Yeah, that's good. Well, I do that, yeah. Break it down into manageable chunks like you would with a steak. Got one here. Read Lucas's email. Done. Now the next one on the list is reply to Lucas's email. Mm, <laughs> another day. Another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've broken the back of it. I went to uh, one of them because I've still got, I got sciatica. I was like, I googled, <laughs> I googled, sciatica relief Stockport, and the first thing that came up that wasn't um, an ad was yeah. like this uh, physiotherapy chiropractor place. Because I can't yeah. be bothered. I was going to like ring the doctors, but I was like, do I want a ten month wait for someone to go have a paracetamol and a glass of water? <laughs> So yeah. I went, uh, so same day I had an appointment and the guy looked at me, he took photos of me <laughs> with my top off. I was like, I'm hating this. And he goes, yeah. oh, what are your aims then? Get Getting back in the gym? I was like, I never said that. And he was like, oh, there's your t-shirt back. <laughs> yeah, doctor will see you shortly. Who the fuck were you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, just another bloke in the waiting room. Yeah. Oh, it annoys me, the search engines. I feel like adverts are taking over, aren't they? They always have been, but it's even worse now. Like, cause I remember before, if you Googled something, maybe the first thing it showed would be a sponsored result. Now you have to like, scroll through four or five before you get to what you want. Mm. It makes yeah, it's me all, even mad. A, even, on, <laughs> even on YouTube, you go on YouTube and you type in, like, um, specific video I want to watch. And they're yeah. like, okay, um, here's that video, but also, here's a hundred things you didn't ask for that we yeah. know you probably like. And you're like, eh. <laughs> I was looking for something in particular. They go, never mind that. Look at that. <laughs> well, I was, um, Martina was watching a video of like a YouTuber that she likes to watch. And the adverts were coming up like every two minutes, there'd be an advert. And she was like, oh, it's never normally like this. YouTube have, must have changed their policy. And I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but it's the YouTuber themselves that choose how often the adverts come up. Mm. Don't like that YouTuber anymore, greedy git. <laughs> but you can't enjoy a video. You have to buy this YouTube premium now, don't you? And that's like 15 quid a month. It's like the most highest. Everything has got an ad on it. Yeah. Sometimes I look and they're polite. naughty. They put the they put the adverts just before something exciting happens in a video. Like if it's like a <sighs> snooker video or something. <laughs> yeah, that's there. Exciting things happen in the snooker. It'll be just before they like pop the black for a one four seven, and then it'll suddenly go to a Grammarly advert. Right, properly with Grammarly. So where would the ad be before something? Ex 
So where would some where would the ad be before something exciting in a snooker video right before the end? Hey, it's always exciting watching the snooker. But that's how they get you. And then uh, you end up having to watch the silly advert. Oh, it said mm. nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rest of this list. Rest of this list is depressing me. I'm going to close it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'll start coming into more aspects of life. I think if you're in a restaurant, they'll give you like a few bits of food, a couple of bites of vegetables, you know, a bit of a bit of meat, and then they'll take the plate off you, and you'll have to listen to a local businessman for two minutes. Telling you about his pottery company. Like, right, you can have more of your dinner now. A couple more potatoes, a bit more veg. Right, hear about this language school. See, they're personalised to me because I do pottery and learn German, don't I? Very clever. Mm. I've turned into a regular bookworm. You're a reading rat, aren't you? <laughs> reading by the beans. I've in a week, I've read two books. Bloody hell, that's impressive. Was it Mr. Happy and Mr. Tickle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've upset him now. What have you read? My instincts kicked in, in from high school then when someone insults me. I was like, say the worst thing you could ever think of. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we're not hey, like that anymore. <laughs> Mr. Happy and Mr. Tickle, I will burn your house down. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Lawrenson. <laughs> I'm going to drop a snooker ball on your teeth. Oh. <laughs> that would bloody hurt. They're heavy, aren't they? <laughs> I'm going to put some needles in between your molars and make you bite down. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. That's like something out of the saw films. <laughs> I going to say... Um, I read, uh, read, read, read. I think I spoke about on Double Vision. Spoke uh, the the tunnel in the sky. Yeah. Chief, if you got a copy of that home, rip it up. It's crap. But then I read a good yeah. book. It was called uh, Inshallah United, which is uh, a book written by Noradine Chowdhury about yeah. um, gr- growing up in Manchester. Uh, practicing or being a Muslim, um, and also having an obsession with Manchester United. And even though I do not like football, it was a very fascinating. I'm glad you said football. I'm glad you said football there. Uh, very fascinating, yeah. in- interesting um, account of what it's like to grow up as a working class, a second generation immigrant in this country. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, very good. And have you got plans for uh, your next book? Started it yesterday. It's <laughs> on this book about uh, a bloke's account of being homeless in London for 15 years. I was like, that's up my street. I'll read that. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, well, it sounds like you're reading a good mix of stuff. Mm. Very good. Yeah, I'm still like, I go on me, me reading phases where I read loads and then me not so reading phases. But we talked about that in uh, uh, in Double Vision where we watch Kez. I, oh, I got to say, right. So the most recent episode of Double Vision, which came out last week. This 
was some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. Hey, right? that's nice. Yeah, I had fun as well. <laughs> a little bit. Lucas had a little bit of fun as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we watched the film Kez, which you can get on Amazon Prime, or it's probably on YouTube or something. 1969 working class uh, British film set in Barnsley, Yorkshire, about a little boy who trains a kestrel, and it's brilliant, right? Only like an hour and a half or something, and then we watched that film, and the laugh and a chat we had along the way. Sure, we spoke about the film, but we also chatted about a load of mad things, and God, I was happy for the rest of the day. So if you want to check that out, go to www. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash double vision. Yeah, and if you want to message us, it's P.O. Box 34, London. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Gez. Um, yeah, the 75th Double Vision, 75 bonus episodes, 75 hours of bonus footage. You can access for just £4.50 a month or your nation's equivalent price. Yeah. How about the fact that me and you have had hundreds of hours of conversations with each other? Yeah, a lot of them have been the same, but we have had a hundred... <laughs> yeah, well, if you add the episodes together, it's over 200 hours, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, good Lord. Oh! Should I tell you yeah. now? I'll have to edit it. Mm, I'll tell you after. <laughs> All right, tell me after. Yeah. But no, what I thought was good about, you know it's a good episode when you forget that you're recording a podcast. I think about halfway through, Kez, I think we were just talking about something and I, I like, stopped trying to think of funny things. I think we were just having a conversation about something. You've been trying to think you. of funny things this whole time? Sometimes, yeah. Well, I think of funny things in the prep. Or I try to. And then I just try and read them out, I think. But I'll try and respond to your things. Just listen and react. That's good. He's listening. He's reacting. He's a good boy. What are you going to do this weekend? This weekend? Well, it's interesting, actually, because uh, Martina went um, yesterday. She had a presentation in Berlin. She was picked by Fulda University to go with another person to uh, go and do a presentation. And then she was going to go on to Poland for a bit to visit Poland. But the car broke down on the way to uh, Berlin, our new car. So she took a hire car to Berlin and then she's coming back here today and hopefully getting it, getting the car fixed on Monday. So, oh, okay. yeah. So I was going to be, I was just going to get loads of shit done, but I'm doing all right. I got my email sent out yesterday. And uh, I'm recording this today. But yeah, it's all good. I might go to the gym again this weekend. Hey, I've lost five kilos so far. Hey, that's brilliant. It's all right, isn't it? I want to keep going. And I feel like my stamina's getting a bit better. But I don't know if that's just because I've got less uh, weight to move around. But I can run for longer now without having to stop. I think... Um... I think I must have found those five kilos you've lost when I went to that physio appointment the other day. Yeah. He slaps me on my fat arse and he goes, you're looking fatter than ever. I said, we've only just met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I can tell. 
<laughs> you can always tell whether you're on the way up or on the way down. What does that mean? I'm a physio. Yeah. Hey, and I got me exam yeah. results. You know that exam I had do? to do, my German exam? I passed. Do, do I? I passed, and can you believe it? I, I didn't get any mistakes. I got 100% on, on everything. That's mad, that. Hail man. Lucas Kirkby. Yeah. So I'm expecting one or two congratulations to my private email. No, no. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I was presently surprised because I thought it'd gone all right. But then, uh, yeah, to get no mistakes, I was very happy. So now I've got my B1 German certificate and I've only got to do the uh, orienteering course now. Uh, well, or, no, not orienteering, orientation. <laughs> orienteering. Right, you've got the language, now you've got to go caving around the coast of North Germany. Is there going to be a, um, is there going to be a end of year prom for this? Uh, I don't think so. No. That'd be nice, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't Music mind being a chaperone. Too. Yeah, you'd be a chaperone, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Martina, Tom wanted to be my plus one. Alright. No, I mean I mean I I just like stand with the other teachers and I like observe, make sure no hanky panky's happening. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, they'll need a few more people. Yeah. And I'll uh, I'll try to get link arms and go, I bet you Germans have never heard of this. Gay old acquaintance be forgotten. No, we don't do that at the end of year prom. Ooh. <laughs> And at that moment, the randy Ooh. students take their opportunity to go and cap off with each other while you're distracted doing old Lang Syne. Bloody yeah, Well, yeah, so I'm happy about that. And, uh, yeah, I start again with the course in a couple of weeks, doing the uh, integration bit, and that's just two months, and then I'll be, then I'll be done. And then I don't have to reapply for uh, residency every three years, which would have been a pain in the ass. Because there's some people doing that course who've like lived in Germany for eight, nine, ten years, and just keep doing the courses over and over again. And it's like I couldn't be doing that. Wham bam, get it done. Because these are the same what, people the... that like turn up late and leave early and don't do anything. Oh, at they're home. just they're just oh, they're just not passing, and you get to keep re trying to redo it. Yeah, you have to keep redoing it. So so I've got a three year short term residency. And I can, at the end of the three years, I could reapply and just keep doing that. But then, it's just like a pain in the ass. And then, because these people have to pay for this course as well. It costs money to to do the course. So I don't know why they wouldn't want to just knuckle down and get it done. Um, don't know, maybe they've... Uh... Well, you've been in education your whole life and you really get off on classes and learning and reading and writing and practicing and revisioning whereas most people are like oh, i don't really like that whereas that's your number one favorite thing to do yeah but as a teacher i would say well if you don't like it get it done instead of doing an half-assed job because then you have to come back and do it all over again save yourself the future torment hmm man truly is an interesting beast I'd agree with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Agree or disagree? And hey, we've got some tour dates. We're going on tour. Um, I'm hoping by the time this episode goes out, uh, a lot of the ticket links will be available. But if you get your pencil and your diary, uh, you can just write down the dates and then book them when they're available. Um, but we'll tell you that we are, this isn't 100% confirmed, but we're hoping to be in Birmingham on the 9th of April. Uh, we are definitely going to be in Leeds on the 12th of April, in Dublin on the 13th of April. We're back in Belfast on the 4th of May, Manchester on the 25th of May, Sheffield on the 28th of May. We're hoping, this isn't confirmed, but we're hoping to be in London on the 1st of June, Brighton 14th of July, Cardiff 16th of July, Swansea 20th of July and Nottingham 25th of July. And we are trying to book in a few more dates at other venues as well, but that's all the dates we've got in at the minute, just for you to know and to put in your diaries. But yeah, more information will come uh, as and when. I'm looking forward to going to all these places. We've got some new ones, some old favourites. It's going to be good. Yeah, um, it should be interesting. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to sort out accommodation and travel and stuff. And uh, yeah. also doing the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll have to do accommodation, travel, sorting the show. Yeah, but it's coming together. We're writing some new scenes, Piss. working out some new ideas. Mm-hmm. I've been looking on the... Um, <laughs> I've been looking on the uh, the the um, the Discord server. If you're a member of the Patreon, you get to... Well, part of one of the bonuses is a Discord server that people are on. And Nathan has been, among others, have been a pile in a Pot of Vision bingo card. Have you seen this? Oh, I saw, I think, the uh, the startings of it. How's it coming on? Okay, so, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, Nathan, among others, have been a um, putting together a bingo card on the uh, Pot of Vision Discord. So, things to, uh, I don't know, cross off when we do certain things. Um, yeah. I'm looking at it now, and uh, maybe other people want to add to this. So <laughs> we've got <laughs> Tom's French trip. I don't think that's been mentioned in many a year, has it? <laughs> I don't know. Are there still more secrets to be unveiled about that? Probably. Um, McDonald's, uh, Nando's, Nonces, uh, Claymation. Yeah, yeah. I give this chapter no less than... I'm keeping that. <laughs> Muh. This is a funny one. Tom insults his family. I don't remember ever insulting my family. Have you got a record of that? Yes, you are always moaning about your sisters or something that's happened. Am I? Yeah, regularly. That's weird. I would say I always... once every four episodes we get something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... All I can ever think is mass. Actually, I got a video. My mum sent me a video this week of me um, on holidays, a little boy by the pool in Spain. Yeah. And I've, I'm, com I'm very upset. And my mum's asking me what happened. And I'm only like two years old. And it transpires, yeah. or maybe I'm four, it transpires that my sister Alice had dunked me under the water. Which is oh, nice. that's not nice. Air Kirkby, Lucas calmly and affirmatively repeats something mental Thomas said. 
Mr. Bean. and affirmatively repeat something <laughs> mental Thomas says. Hmm. Mr. Bean, um, your honour, put that in hey, What about this one that says Tom lies or exaggerates? <laughs> You've missed out that one. I didn't know you had it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, put that in part of vision. Austin Powers, year sevens. Yeah. Hey, and there's six more spaces if anyone wants to mention something we've forgotten. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah, so what I think the bit, it should be a drinking game, shouldn't it? Where every time anything comes up, it's a sip. And if you get a line, horizontal or vertical, you have to take a shot or something. I don't like the I mean, idea. I know a lot of people, people listen to this at work, but you still play. Yeah. A lot of people listen at the gym. We shouldn't be drinking pints of beer while we're on the treadmill. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I might start doing that. Because I've got like an opaque black flask. So who knows? I could put all sorts in there if I wanted to. At the minute, it's just water. Mmm. Mmm. Little idea there, isn't it? So, Um, Tom... If you've not yeah. got any more updates. Are you like you? torrenting something? Why is your internet so bad? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's something to do with the EU. He's, he's torrenting uh, the complete discography of Michael Jackson and the Beatles in a one terabyte file. I'm not. <laughs> you bloody hey, they're going to make four Beatles movies, aren't they? You told me that you saw a little document on a torrent site called Michael Jackson, a secret documents, private, and you were like, I'm having that, and it's a terabyte file. <laughs> and you said it's been taking right. me days to download. What is going right. on? Everybody get your bingo cards out. That is Tom lies or exaggerates that you want to cross off. <laughs> I have never mentioned a file about Michael Jackson and the Beatles. You bloody hell. <laughs> hey, but didn't he, like, buy some of the Beatles stuff and then use it in an advert? And they didn't want that or something. Why are you always going on about Michael Jackson <laughs> never having a childhood? I don't, why are you always bringing that up? What? I've never mentioned You're... that. You, whenever I mention Michael Jackson, you always go, ah, but let's not forget that he didn't have a childhood, so he was a child himself. Why are you always bringing that up? <laughs> I've never said that before in my life. Right, right, anyway. What do you mean he never had a childhood? Oh, because he was a, like a child celebrity. Yeah, because he was a child celebrity, and um, he was always forced to entertain ever since being a baby. Mm, sounds like you know a lot more about this than I do. <laughs> What's that meme where that guy's Oh, I look like a Walmart version of Justin Bieber. Oh, I never shop at Walmart. Except you, you must be the Walmart expert. I guess you shop there all the time, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Do you know that video? <laughs> no, I don't know that video. <laughs> um, Although well, I did see a video this week, maybe other people have seen it, where... So someone heckles a basketball player. There's like this couple who he- heckle a basketball player. 
And then he turns around because he's, I think they call him a bitch or something. And then he turns around annoyed. And the woman like holds her hand out as if like, hey, that was a good joke. And he doesn't want to hold her hand out. And she hmm. slowly moves from being like loving it to being annoyed that he won't give her a high five. Oh, and it gosh. gets really weird. Have you seen that video? I've not. It's very funny. Because they look very comical, the two people that have heckled him. And then one guy's like, I do a sports podcast. And at that point, the basketball player just walks away. <laughs> mm. What was I going to say it's, to you? What were you going to say to me? I think you've been spending a bit too much time on your phone. I've not. That's one video I've watched. I'd be very one. interested to know how much time you spend on your phone. It's been... Gra it's been massively reduced ever since I've been uh, turning into this reading rat. Hey, that's very good. Have you found your concentration levels to improve? Um, no, they're gone for good. Well, I think we just jump straight into the rundown now, can't we? Um. Oh, and also... Uh, if you want to see Potter Vision on tour, go see Potter Vision on tour. But also, I'm touring as well at the same time and before. So if you go to my Instagram, I'm going across the UK. Uh, come to that if you want. Instagram and then link in my bio. But that's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on your website as well, Tom? I don't have a website. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. I did for I did like four years ago, but then I was like, I'm not paying twenty quid a year for a website. Oh, fair enough. Yes, go to his Instagram, Tom Lawrenson, and follow your nose to the ticket links. Yeah, and while you're at it, come to Pottervision as well, because that's him and me. Now, mm. Tom, are you ready for a last chapter of Book Five rundown? Last chapter of Book Five rundown. It's chapter 38. Oh. The Second War Begins. Everybody's in hospital. They're recovering from this horrible fight that they had at the government building. Right? But now they're recovered and it's the final day of term. Harry goes to visit Hagrid. He talks a bit to Malfoy, Crabbe and Goyle, Snape, McGonagall. All the old lads are back together. Yeah. Then he's late for the leaving ceremony, the leaving feast, and he talks to Nick about a ghost and asks, why is Sirius not going to be a ghost? And he's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm just a ghost, I don't know about ghosts. Yeah, It's like being a man but not knowing about the human body. And he's like, all right then. And then he meets Luna, who's lost her things because they've been taken from her. And he's like, how come you can see a festival? And she's like, well, my mum died. And he's like, oh, we're the same then, aren't we? And she says, yeah. And they bond over that. And then they get the train. Uh, Crab, Goyle and Malfoy get turned into slugs and put in the luggage rack. And then they arrive in platform nine and three quarters. And the Order of the Phoenix is there to threaten the Dursleys. And they say, if you're nasty to Harry, we'll kill you in your sleep. And your son will be first. And then Harry's like, isn't this great? I can't wait for September when I can do it all again. 
And that was The Second War Begins. Did you like that? I loved it. The final rundown of the final chapter of the final book is yet to come. For this was the final rundown of the fifth book. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's called The Second War Begins, but I didn't really hear anything about the war. They talked about Voldemort being back. But I thought there was going to be like an official announcement, you know, like on the telly. Britain is at war. Ba, 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 ba. Kind of Keep calm and carry on. Uh, be a good citizen. Bring out all your pots and pans so we can use them to make uh, bullets uh, against the, uh, the the opposition. Um, excuse me, I need these pots and pans for cooking. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take all of your books from your diaries and, and, and books and you need to take them up against the windows so that those jerrys can't see you when they're flying by. Right. Each citizen uh, must do their part, for we are hoarding wealth, and that is ours, but give us all of yours, right? We're hoarding wealth, and that's private, but you give us what little you have. Do your part, Britain. Your country needs you. Your but country needs... This is a civil war. <laughs> your country needs you, um, and all the men from all the villages of all the country will be murdered in battle... And in, in uh, what you'll get, you'll get a little podium in each town. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> Would you like a little statue with your name on it? Well, join the war effort and die. Would, would you like a statue with, with your name on it? Yes. Then die. Oh, okay. And give us your pots and pans as well. Oh, God. So my wife's going to have a cold dinner and I'm going to be dead. Yes. <laughs> Oh, not only is my husband dead, I've got nothing to cook with now. What do you mean? My pan was put into a gun. Hey, keep keep calm and carry on. Car carry on with what? I've got nothing. I've got no husband. I've got no pans. <laughs> do you want me to keep calm or do you want me to carry on? Because this shit's stressful. If I'm carrying on, I'm not going to be calm. I will keep calm and carry on. Stiff upper lip, soldier. <laughs> So, if you want to hear next winter, we're touring our new World War One uh, play. Uh, that's a, a bit of a preview for you. It's called World War Won't, and it's about people who don't want to go to war. Come and watch it. Even though I am a comedian, um, is what we just did satire? Did we just... Hmm, I don't know. I don't know if some satire just slipped out. Did we just do a bit of satire? <laughs> Did we do a satire? Did we Sorry, lampoon? everybody. I think, I think we might have done a bit of comedy there. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, when's Austin Powers being mentioned again? <laughs> well, that's about the best we can do without any preparation. Well... Yeah, it's the Wizarding War. The Wizarding War has begun. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's a scary time, isn't it? But it's mm. weird, because, like, imagine you're going to school with people and you're like, oh, some of these are on the other side. Or some of these parents are on the other side. That's a bit frightening, isn't it? Yeah. Very. Yeah. That's so weird. Being at the... <laughs> 
Imagine being at what being going to the same boarding school as Osama bin Laden's son. He's like, Excuse me, can you all down stop doing that, please? And Osama bin Laden's son did go to boarding school in the UK. Osama bin Laden's No, Osama bin Laden went to boarding school with Dom Jolly. Oh, I did know that, yeah. But it is, is mad, it... isn't it? Like, all right, Jack Bin Laden. Yeah, what's your dad been up to? Oof. Nothing to do you know, with me, that. It's so funny. What kind of board... Sometimes you really have to have a look into boarding schools. We really, as yeah. a nation, need to be thinking what kind of student are being produced by these boarding schools. We've got one, Osama Bin Laden, who was like... <sighs> According to all the information I've received behind the 9 11 yeah. attacks, yeah, Al Kai Bloody Eda. And then yeah. on the other hand, you've got Dom Jolly in the same class walking around London with an oversized phone going, Hello, I'm Dom Jolly with an oversized <laughs> phone. Hello. Is it really worth it? I know this is like people are paying for this privately, but should that be stopped? Because I think both of those things were an atrocity. Trigger Happy TV. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching Trigger Happy TV, excited to watch it, and I'd tune in, I'd yeah. look at it, I'd be like, come on, give me something good. And as yeah. a kid, dude, you know, I don't know, I liked a lot of prank shows. I was like, yeah. okay, we've got Dom Jolly on the floor, dressed as a snail, uh, yeah. going slowly yeah. across the crossing. <laughs> Imagine uh, <laughs> as I would be loud and son, hey, Dad, Dad, do you want to see a video of my mate from school? Yeah, and it's, it's Dom Jolly dressed as a snail, crossing the road really slowly. No, no, Dom, Osama Bin Laden himself went to school with Dom Jolly. Osama Bin Laden himself went with, went yeah. with Dom Jolly? Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was his son. No, no, himself. That's why I was looking at it. I was Googling his son. His son's called Hamza bin Osama bin Mohammed bin Awad bin Laden. <laughs> For Google, son. Osama, things. <laughs> Dom, Jolly. Oh, but I, did you not like my funny joke? <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> right, Osama bin Laden has <laughs> been to school with Dom Jolly. I'm trying to imagine what, like, because some people don't know who Dom Jolly is. Is there a famous prankster in the US? Oh, some yeah, people like... are very lucky, aren't they? <laughs> so, US listeners, yeah, that is like Saddam Hussein going to school with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. No, oh, no, it's not, because Johnny Knoxville is tremendously funny. Whereas, yeah. what would be more better comparison? US comparison of Dom Jolly. Um, um, uh, impractical Jokers. Uh, maybe, no, no, that's very funny as well. Let's say oh. Osama Bin Laden went to school with uh, Wendy from the fast food chain Wendy's. Not funny, but everyone like is aware of the brand. But then I, I suppose that's a representative of a good brand, so that's bad as well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, right. American listeners, you're just going to have to figure out who Dom Jolly is. Sorry. <laughs> and you think, oh, Jolly, that sounds, he sounds jolly. No, not particularly. Yeah. Just some weird bloke who went to boarding school who Channel 4 gave like a prank show to. And he's had a, yeah, a 
rich career ever since. Yeah. And don't get Don he... Jolly mixed up with Joel Domath. That's somebody else. But he wanted to do a prank on us, didn't he? Which I think we've mentioned before. And don't be thinking, oh, Tom, you sound bitter. Don't, do you sound bitter? I'm not bitter. <laughs> Go on YouTube, yeah. put in Trigger Happy TV, and I challenge you to laugh. You won't be able to. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched it. I've seen the famous snail clip and the phone clip. But what else yeah, did that. he do? They're not, they're not very groundbreaking pranks, are they? He did that about 100 times, them two things. All oh, right, well... He did the phone in a cafe. He did the phone on the street. He did the phone on the tube. He did the phone on a plane. He did the phone. <laughs> He's got a big phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not a real phone, yeah. is it not? Look, I pay £15 for this. We're going to get as much use out of it as possible. Do your bit. Watch, watch Dom. <laughs> pay your TV licence and you get to watch Dom Jolly on Channel 4. Do we? Yes, that's comedy. Is it? <laughs> is it? Yeah, and just imagine this man is sat next to one of the world's biggest terrorists in chemistry. <sighs> God. What the two atrocities of boarding school. Osama Bin Laden and Dom Jolly. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we'll let you decide which is worse. For me, it's hard to compare the two. So for me, it's for me, it's Osama been... bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, for the record, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, I agree. Now, well, you hesitated before. I feel announced. like you're just going with me now because you're agreeable. But if you think, yeah. if you think a man disrupting <laughs> people in public with a giant phone is worse than a war and terrorism, then that's on you because I think that's the worst. Yeah, all right, well, I'll, uh, I'll have a think and come back to everybody next week. Now, it's been publicly announced that Voldemort is back, and I'm glad, because we've said it before, and I'll say it again, I'm sick of all this dilly-dallying, and now we can finally say, look, the bitch is back, he's going to try and take over the world again, so now we can just crack on and defend ourselves. Hmm. Voldemort is back. Um, Fudge, yeah. too afraid to say his name. Um, you know who yeah. is back. This is mad. It's such a weird thing. I know we're 10 books in, wherever we are, but. Yeah. <laughs> name. And it's a stupid name. Say his real name. Say, say the man formerly known as Tom Riddle. Say something, but you know who. I don't know who. Say, who's back? Yeah. Is, it, is it Prince? Is it uh, Elvis doing his comeback special? No, Elvis died. Did he? Or is he a wizard? Well, you lose all your credibility as because like this is supposed to be the guy that's leading us in to defend against this awful man and his lead, and his uh, followers. And if he he calls him at one point Lord Thingy, how can we follow you into battle if you're calling him Lord Thingy? Say his name. But Funny as well. Obviously, or even... we know soon that he will no longer be the president, the minister for magic. Or even like, um, I don't know. Imagine like, imagine like George Bush wouldn't say Osama's name. <laughs> Osama bin Watchamacallit. Just say Lord. Watchma- You've said most of it. 
Whatchamacallit hates our freedom. <laughs> what? <laughs> a certain name. A certain graduate of a British boarding school has just flown some planes into the World Trade Centre. <laughs> Trigger Happy TV has gone too far this time. No, no, not him. <laughs> I like that the kids are slowly starting to warm to Luna Lovegood because they've treated her a bit horribly now, up until now. But they were a bit nicer to her in the hospital wing, kind of like humouring her with some of the odd things that she says. And then obviously later Harry kind of has a bit of sympathy for her and a bit of kinship between like the trauma they've both had to go through. I think it's nice that, oh, you know, finally... They're starting to appreciate her a bit more, not just seeing her as a weirdo. This is always the case, isn't it? You can't judge a book by its cover, right? I get weird looks all the time. In conversation, I'll talk to people, and I see people making these faces like, mm, did he just say that? And I've said something like, what's everyone's favourite chocolate bar then? Because I'm stood in silent silence yeah. and people are like what's a weird thing to say and they start doing that thing yeah. where they like twirl their finger around their ear like cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh, yeah. and i'm like no no i'm just trying to like you know throwing things out there but then later on people are like oh actually that chocolate bar chat is what kicked off the evening and i fear that luna lovegood has gone through with this with her time at hogwarts as well she says things out of the, uh, you know, ordinary. Yo, who likes narwhals? Whatever she says. Is it narwhals? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Nargles, I think. Who likes narwhals? They've got uh, cones on their head. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, but yeah, finally, she's becoming a major player. Harry should have married Luna if she was, uh, if they were both of age. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think now, Harry? You should have married her if you were both of age. Because now he's never gonna. Now he's never gonna escape the Weasley family. Yeah, you've got to be like obviously love conquers all, but you've got to be aware that that family is intense, and every gathering is gonna be full on. You're not gonna be able to relax. Definitely buy your own place, Harry and Ginny. Do not be married living in the borough because that house is a shambles. I went to uh, so I went to Hadfield, the League of Gentlemen village. Yeah. And I went in this little uh, shop, D and D news agency. And this was like the only place in the village that had any uh, League of Gentlemen memorabilia. Yeah. And they had a glass case where this man who owned the shop had made model versions of several of the buildings in League of Gentlemen. Um, yeah, uh, I think the circus tent, the uh, the shop, the local shop, belong mm-hmm. from Eddie and Tubbs. And I'm looking at this third building, and I'm like, I don't recognise this building from League of Gentlemen in this League yeah. of Gentlemen display. And all yeah. of a sudden, I went, I said out loud to myself, I was like, Is that the Weasley's house? <laughs> yeah. And I said, I was like, Is that the Weasley's house? And I was like. Mm. Odd. And I carried on looking around, right? And then I went to the shop front to buy a pack of Chris, a magnet, and a scratch card. And this guy leaned into me. <laughs> Slow it, was it? <laughs> <laughs> a 
Hey, Mum, look what I've come back with. Hey, I asked you to get bread and milk. What are you doing coming back with a bag of crisps, a magnet and a scratch card? Oh, sorry, Mum. I, I went, uh, I said, uh, so I was like, uh, just these, please. And this guy, who didn't wasn't serving me, leaned in, leaned in and went, that is the Weasley's house. <laughs> oh. And I went, is it? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I made that. He goes, I made it during lockdown. And I was like, it's very good. And he went, thank you. (laughs) Do you want to put it in a separate display case? It's a bit weird it being amongst the League of Gentlemen stuff. (laughs) I made it during lockdown. Oh, did I get... I might have got a picture of it, but it was so funny because Papa Lazarus' um, circus uh, wagon was going round the back of the Weasley's house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's that implying? All these wives that he's taking away. They're becoming Mrs. Weasley's staff. Oh, he's on his way to take Mrs. Weasley his way. Oh, yeah, maybe. You're my wife now. And then what does she say in that last film to Bella Strick? She goes, fuck off, you bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck off, you wanker. Take that, you bitch. (laughs) Excuse me, Mrs. Weasley. No swearing, please. Do you want a howler? We're still at school. I know there's a war on. Where's Umbridge? What's that? Yeah, that's funny. There might be a war on, but we're still at school. (laughs) (laughs) But the idea, who's who's threatening her with a howler? Do you want a howler? Threatening over the nasty email. Speaking of school, um, Umbridge is in the hospital with them. Yeah. And Ron makes horse clopping noises. And she goes, yeah. ah, she's not having a panic attack going, ah, help me. Ah, oh my God, the horrors of what them centaurs did to me. And then Harry, Hermione and Ron are like, Yeah, how many times has Ron done this to trigger this poor woman's trauma? I know she was awful, but don't be doing that, setting her off into a panic attack. We don't know mm. what these things have done to her. Uh, there's a funny bit as well. Harry like was dwelling on the uh, prophecy, and he goes, um, uh, God, I must either be a murderer or be a victim of murder. You've already killed someone in book one. You held your hands on a man's face and he dissolved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of been brushed under the carpet, hasn't it? <laughs> oh my and god, then... I can't believe I have to murder someone. And also, this is like the villain. Like You've been screaming. You said two books ago, you were like, I'm going to kill Sirius Black for after he betrayed my parents. So you're going to kill a man for giving out information, but you don't yeah. fancy killing the man who actually killed your parents. Uh, yeah. weirdo. What's that all about? Yeah, and he's like, oh, Harry decided not to tell Hermione and Ron about the prophecy. Just tell them. We're sick of secrets. It's a bloody war on here. Do you think Churchill <sighs> and Neville Chamberlain kept secrets? Well, oh, they during, tell everything. during the war, they said loose lips sink ships. I think that was a euphemism, and you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Was not. What was not. saying there? 
about as well he sees um, Malfoy in the uh, the hallway and yeah. Malfoy he whispers it and he goes you're dead Potter and Harry goes funny I'm dead uh, last time I checked I'm walking around and he went no, I'm saying I'm going to kill you <laughs> Yeah, he's threatening you. Yeah, um, it's weird. Yes, he gives them the threats, and then, but then they're a bit scared of Voldemort's name, which I think like sows the seeds of the fact that I think Malfoy is a bit scared of this world that he's been brought into, this like evil side of the wizarding community, and that he kind of likes the idea of it, but the reality of it scares him. Hmm. And then McGonagall and Snape turn up, and then they start like doing this petty argument about who's getting house points. It's like no one gives a shit about house points anymore. People are dead. I'm not bothered. There's not, there's not even a prize for the house points. We've got a war on here. You're arguing about house points. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to take. Oh, look, there's no house points left. There's never a prize for house points. Yeah, McGonagall, just save your breath. I'm not bothered. Let me uh, help you with your luggage. I'll give you another point. Jesus Christ. God. She hasn't even unpacked. She's already pissing about with house points. It's hey, funny as well. Then, um, go, on. go on. Go on, go on. No, you go. He, agree- he says he's going to go visit Hagrid. And then Hermione... She's trying to speak in code about Grop, but Harry says he's going to go visit Hagrid, and Hermione goes, "Oh, and while you're there, ask him about his little friend." It's like well, that sounds wrong on so many levels. That sounds worse than what it is. The things that that could be referring to. What's his little friend? Has he got a little, mm. a little kid? Talking about something else. Oh, how's your little friend, Hagrid? Well, yeah, the lumps have gone down a bit. No, I'm asking about grow up. Asking about grow up. Oh. <laughs> then another the lumps have gone down a bit. Another, another euphemism that I had. I think once you start reading euphemisms, every, everything can be one. But it's like Harry turned up to Hagrid's hut where Hagrid was picking runner beans in his back garden. <laughs> We don't do that when we have guests. Stop doing that, you've got company. <laughs> um, there's a bit as well, someone says to him, was it Hagrid? That's the way he'd want to go about uh, Sirius Black. He yeah. didn't want to go at all. Mm, yeah, he did. Hang on a minute, Martin has just arrived from Berlin. Come here. Cool. Cool. She doesn't want to be in the film. Come here, then. You're not on it. Yeah. I c- Lovely to see you. Sorry, what oh. were you saying? I don't know. Welcome back, Martina. Welcome back, Martina, says Tom. Thank you. Thank you, she says back. <laughs> That's Go on, what were you saying? I don't know. forgot. I don't know. I had anything. Um, Hagrid wants to find grow up a girlfriend um, 
Hagrid wants to find Grop a girlfriend. Isn't Grop a child? I don't really know, and I don't know if it's like if the rules are different for giants. But I, I don't even want to hear about that. Like, yeah. So how's that? How's that going to work? Giant matchmaking. Maybe just take him out into the community and just see what naturally happens. Hmm. And then he goes outside. Then he goes outside, and he sits like by the lake, and he watches everyone. And it says, I'm paraphrasing here, but it says something like, "Harry looked out at the people, feeling like he was from a different race." Can someone ask him which race he feels like? No, no, go on. What race do you feel like, Harry? No, you don't want to say now. You don't want to say. Think before we speak next time, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, those are weird sentences to say in the book. It's funny. Um, he thinks there's a chance that for some reason Sirius is still alive. What is through that? That um, you know the thing that Sirius fell through that he died in. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Where did know. he go? Because yeah, because like, that mirror's only in the Department of Mysteries, isn't it? So why... Because Luna Lovegood said she heard her mum through the curtain. It's like, well, I don't think her mum fell through the curtain, did she? Unless all the spirits go there, but then why's the, what's the point in having the archway if everybody goes to the other side anyway? He got his little mirror out, and he's like, Sirius, are you there? Are you there, Sirius? And he goes, uh, no. And he goes, nearly headless, Nick. Will, will Sirius come back as a ghost? And he's like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. And also, well, if he did want to come his back. And if he did want to come back as a ghost, why why do you think he'd go right to school? Yeah, I know. Go to Grimmel Place or something. He might be a ghost over there. It's funny, there's a bit where he's like, you don't know anything, nearly headless, Nick. And then he's like, <laughs> and he waited for a moment as if Sirius was going to walk through the door, which is so mad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long no, I should I'd... give this. Because I'd have a bit more regret, because there was the whole thing with the mirror, where Sirius gave it him at the start of the year, and it's like, you can always talk to me on the mirror. But then I felt like he should have been a bit annoyed that he'd not looked at it, because then he could have contacted Sirius directly and found out that he wasn't at the Ministry. But there wasn't yep. any anything talking about that. But I thought maybe he would have, you know, obviously with grief and stuff, regretting stuff. Maybe being like, oh, why did I do that? But he just went straight to <laughs> talking to Nearly Headless Nick. Nearly Headless. How can you be Nearly Headless? How is Hermione saying that? Shouldn't her reaction to seeing a ghost as a muggle be like, go, 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 ghost? <laughs> yeah. Nearly Headless? How can one be Nearly Headless? Like this? No. Yeah, and it's like... Um, the mirror thing as well he just looks in it says hi Sirius and then when it doesn't work he throws it on the floor and smashes it <laughs> maybe you need to say a spell or type his number in or something you not don't know give how, you to, a... how to use it I'm not going to give you a gift Harry Potter <laughs> you idiot getting Harry Potter a watch from Poundland I got you this and it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to put batteries in it. Oh, 
No broken now. Mm. You're hard work, mm. you, Harry Potter. Mm. Yeah, then he has a nice bit of time with Luna. Um, and it's nice that this is the first time he's really brought back to Earth a little bit, like back to reality through her loss as well and feeling a bit sorry for her that she's had uh, her stuff nicked from her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be nice seeing the new kind of relationship they have towards her in the next book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, then they go on the Hogwarts Express, and yeah, Malfoy, Crabbe and Goyle, it doesn't actually say they do anything, they just like corner Harry or something. And then about ten kids turn them into slugs and put them in the luggage compartment. That's, a, that's not a... Warranted response. That's what you get for your, for your dad's being baddies. That's what you get. Okay. We've not done that, what they've done. Yeah, well, you're going to be a slug now. Get in that cupboard. Am I? Yes. Yeah, and then we get that Ginny is now single and Cho is with somebody else. So they've set that up nicely for the next book. And then, yeah, and then the Order of the Phoenix threatened the Dursleys at the end. Mm. Yeah, Fred and, it goes, Fred and George were decked out in dragon skin cloaks and dragon hide uh, jackets. And they're like, <laughs> ooh, where have you got them from? They're like, oh, well, business is booming. You didn't want to pay Harry back his investment then. <laughs> Spent it all on this. <laughs> It's swanning round. I've given you these galleons for this business. What was it, dragon skin? Did you say? <laughs> You've murdered a dragon, then, have you? <laughs> well, not us, personally. We've got the leather. You've, you've come dressed as pimps to pick me up from the train station, right? Um, and who's watching the shop? Yeah. When am I getting my money back? Oh, sorry, we. Spent it on furry dice. Oh, God. God's sake. Furry dice. <laughs> I saw some of them. Yeah, and that's all I've got written down on my piece of paper. What a chapter. How many yeah. twins dressed as pimps are you going to give this chapter out of five? <laughs> Uh, it was all right. This chapter, it was it was just like an end of book chapter, yeah. Just like wrapping things up a bit, a bit of this, a bit of that. What's happening? They're going home. Was it very exciting or groundbreaking? No. Were there funny bits? One, maybe two. Um, Harry dealing a little bit with his grief, but obviously not completely. Still very early in the process. Um, but yeah, it was all right. But I. Can give it no more than three twins, triplets, dressed as pimps. Amazing. Now me, this chapter wraps everything up in a nice little bow. Everything yeah. was complete. We found out who was in the Order of the Phoenix and what they did. And I think... <laughs> Their aims they set out at the beginning of the book, they successfully managed to achieve. 
And I think everything all coming together, I can give this no less than five twins dressed as pimps out of five. Fantastic. Right, are you ready for a segment I like to call quiz? Quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? Question one. Who saved Professor Umbridge from the centaurs? Dumbledore. Correct. Question two. Which nearly headless ghost did Harry get angry at? This is suspiciously easy so far. Nick, nearly headless Nick. Who did Harry try and draw his wand at? Who did Harry try and draw his wand at? Malfoy. Correct. Which Lovegood said hello to Harry? Which Lovegood? Yes. Luna. Correct. And finally, what was Neville stroking on the train? Oh, fuck's sake. What was Neville stroking? Uh, his chin. His membulous mimbletonia. Oh, no. <laughs> How did you not get that? <laughs> I don't know what he was stroking, do I? I thought that I really wanted you to win that. Um, Yeah. I thought that was so obvious. The questions were easy, weren't they? I'm so disappointed in you. I really thought you'd win. I really hard. I I remembered uh, Dr. Rubbley's oblivious unction. Of course. If the word stroking is going to come up, that's going to be on the quiz. All right. That's good to know. What else did I revise? Yeah, they ordered cauldron cakes and pumpkin pasties on the train. I revised that Luna Lovegood was nine when her mother died. The word mm. pell-mell, I thought you might have asked that. How did Harry throw his things into the suitcase? Pell-mell. Mimbulous Mimbletonia. Yeah, Mimbulous Mimbletonia. They ate dandelion juice, Peeves hit McGonagall with a walking stick and a sock full of chalk. No, he asks me about what Neville was stroking. I, I am disappointed with myself, but I'll get over it. Mm. Right. And now it's time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, this week I found a load of reviews from uh, other countries that I've previously not read um, through, through a website. So thank you so much to the people around the globe who've been sending us reviews on Audible uh, and also from yeah, around the globe. If anyone has written a review uh, that we've not read out, get in touch with us because maybe uh, I've not caught it on one of the things. So the first one is a recent one from Rayleigh C. Berry who's from the US and has given us a five-star review. And they say, I listen to this podcast at work and I have to stifle my laughter at times because they're so funny, can't get enough of it. So thank you very much, Really, C. Berry. We've also had uh, a message from, it says Darlot, which is a bit like Charlotte, but with a D. Unless it's mm. D. Harlot, but maybe not. 
and they're from Belgium. And they say, absolutely love it. I only discovered your podcast about a month ago, but I'm binging my way through. Such a lovely way to add some silly laughs to the day. Chuff that I've got so much content ahead of me still and hoping to see you live someday. Who knows, we might go to Bruges or Brussels. Uh, We've had another five-star review from Marie uh, Thisted. Or Thisted, maybe. Excuse me. Uh, From Denmark. (laughs) From Denmark. And Marie says, loving the podcast, it's full of talk about mould, year sevens and the Pottervision boys eating McDonald's or KFC. Sometimes they even mention Harry Potter. I really appreciate their <laughs> accurate view on the brilliance of Draco and how Harry is a self-centred judgy boy who's obsessed with people's appearance. So thank you very much, Marie. And Marie. We've had another review from New Zealand, from BHD83. And they say, this podcast is super hilarious and got me to read the Harry Potter books again. And then the final review I found was from Vicky from the United States. And they say they take us on a deep dive through each chapter of the books. They talk about all of the weird things in the books that Potterheads like myself have often wondered about. I'm so happy to hear other people wonder why Dumbledore wanders around at night watching Harry. The perfect amount of seriousness and comedy wrapped into one. The fact that they are British and Welsh with amazing accents makes it more authentic. Oh, thank you, Boyo. I am always looking for more reads about the Wizarding World, and I'm so glad I found these two. Well, thank you so much, Vicky, from the United States. That's lovely. And, uh, yeah, and we've had a message on Instagram from Harrison Davis Rowe. Now, Harrison says, Hello, Pottervision boys. Thank you for welcoming me as a patron on the last episode. Firstly, I would like to say that I'm the bloke who at the London show asked Tom to do an impression of the screaming book from the Philosopher's Stone. I remember that bloke. (laughs) You said I was mistaken and it was Lucas who did the scream. And I did enjoy his rendition of the scream. However, I was not mistaken. I re-listened to the episode and Tom did do a little scream, which was the one I was asking for. But Lucas's will suffice. Uh, Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If I say you're mistaken, you're mistaken. Not me. I've never been mistaken in my life. And my mate Lucas will back me up for that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll back him up. You better not be shaking your head. I'm not. (laughs) We can't see each other today because of bad connection. Mm. Um, Yeah, and he's travelling to South America at the minute. uh, And he's got a Pottervision sticker on the back of his Kindle. So we're getting free advertising across South America. Yeah. Send me your book recommendations, fella. Yeah, give us your book recommendations. And he's on the second (laughs) listen of the pod, so thank you very much, Harrison. Mm. Now, finally, we've got some babies to welcome into the world. Hey, we're actually catching up with uh, how many people we've got. So the first one is a baby Harry, and it's Lizzie. Lizzie, you are being walked around a department store. Your pram crashes into a sunglasses boutique kiosk. A pair of Ray-Bans fall upon your face and land perfectly over your ears and on your nose. Whoa! Everyone's like, who's that baby? (laughs) 
<laughs> and your, your parents start to get a bit shy. They're like, oh, well, do you like her or something? And everyone's like, yeah, that's a cool baby. A um, TV producer runs in. He's like, I want to make your baby a star. And they're like, really? They go, yes. Saturday night with baby. This big TV show is being produced. It's advertised everywhere. This baby with sunglasses. The nation's going crazy. That night, they wheel out the baby. With the sunglasses, everyone's cheering. Way, way. Um, uh, I was like, okay, ready. And everyone's looking at this baby, you, waiting for you to do something. Nothing's really happening. I was like, okay, slow burner. People start to laugh, thinking it's probably part of it. (laughs) Um, All of a sudden, the glasses fall off your nose. And everyone's like, oh, boo, boo. You start to cry. I run out. I'm a runner on this show. I'm so horrified at this audience booing you. I grab the nearest thing to me, which happens to be a bottle of Tesco's own brand bleach. And I start whipping it in the audience. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's booing me now. Boo, bleach. We hate bleach. I'm like, don't boo a baby. I hand you back to your parents, who are now disappointed, but all is well. That's me kissing your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you so much, Lizzie. We've also had another baby, Harry, and his name is Jack Quinton. Jack Quinton. You are a baby that is strolling round a zoo. Well, yeah. all of a sudden, a pelican. <laughs> Not a pelican. I was mistaken. A pit- pelican looks at you, and you look back, yeah. and it nods in approval. You carry on walking around the zoo with your parents, and all of a sudden, your parents turn a blind eye. A monkey reaches through the bars of a cage and grabs your T-shirt. They start lifting you over the cage to take you into the monkey enclosure. They're passing you round, feeding you bananas. I want to be like you. Giving you more bananas. I want to walk like you. Swinging you around, buying your leg. Talk like you. More bananas. It gets to a point, your parents are watching through the cage, and they realise you've had ten bananas. They're like, that's a potassium overload. Something's going to happen yeah. to our baby. right? But the monkeys <laughs> won't relent. This is their new yeah. game for the afternoon, banana feeding. I want to walk like you, talk like you. You're beginning to be sick. But they keep forcing bananas in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> You're having to eat your sick and new bananas. <laughs> I think this can go on no longer. Dressed in all black, I climb into the monkey enclosure and I grab a bone and I beat the heads of these monkeys and slap you on your belly, all the banana comes out (laughs) and then I throw you to your parents and I wave at them. They're so thankful. The monkeys wake up behind me and they rip my eyes out of my sockets. Oh. That's lovely. Uh, So thank you so much, Jack. We've also got a baby run, and that is Jez98. Jez98. You and your friends are playing in the road. Someone has disposed of a uh, box, and everyone's like, oh my god, look at that box. I want it. No, I want it. I want it. And you go, I want it. I'm just a baby. They go, okay, little baby, the box is yours. You run and jump into the box. 
Ooh, yeah. But under the box was an open manhole cover. Oh, you fall into the sewers. You land in a big load of sewage, which is, for lack of better expression, water, piss, and shit. Uh, you're floating oh. through the sewers. The only thing that keeping you afloat is two turds under your arms. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you come into the uh, the layer of the sewer man. Oh. The sewer man is like, I've waited many years, but the good sewer lord has finally blessed me with a child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't speak adult yet, so you're like, there's nothing I can tell him. He thinks the sewer lord has uh, sent me down here, when in reality, it was an accident. But nothing <laughs> can be done. Just like the Rugrats, you can communicate to other kids and babies, but not to adults. So then the sewer man raises you to be his sewer heir. You are in charge of the sewer kingdom. And he dies at a very young age, the sewer man. He dies when you are 10 and he is 20. So he found you when he was 10. And and then you stay down there lonely and you pray for a child of your own. And thus the cycle loops round. There we go. So thank you very much, Jez. We've also got a new baby Harry, so welcome, Niall. Niall, you wake one night in your... Is this our last one? Uh, there's only three more, but we could do them next week. Okay, yeah, I'll do them next week. Niall, you wake in your bed at your family home. You're moving around. You're itching a bit. You're like... I'm moving around, but this is not of my own free will. You look left, you look right. Bed bugs. Your cot is infested in bed bugs, and they are throwing oh. you all about your cot. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> all of a sudden, you crash through the bars of the cot. Ah! Ah! The bed bugs are carrying you throughout the house. Ah! You're screaming your lungs out. Ah! You scream like a man. Ah! <laughs> Your parents peep their head out of their door and they're like, oh no, the bed bugs thrashing you wall to wall. What's happening to me? You scream. They don't understand you, but they kind of know what you're on about. They're like, oh no, we made a deal with the bed bug prince. (laughs) What? (laughs) You say? He said, "Um, we would gift him our first child uh, if he uh, promised to leave us alone. (laughs) <laughs> and he said, you go to them, are you mental? You don't do that. They go, I know, it was a mistake, but we didn't want to move house or get a new mattress. So this was like the only thing we could think of. And he's like, you idiots. You are taken away to the 